So much negativity in the news these days. But are things so bad? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Normally, every Saturday from 3 to 6. Starting a little bit late today, I'll be on from 4 to 6 because this is the beginning of football season and my show's on Saturday and college football's on Saturday. So I make room for Georgia football happily, happy to do it, but that means that this is my last show in my regular time slot for a while. And I thought I would try to pack in as much stuff as I can. So I'm going to do several different things. Normally I just focus on one topic. I'm going to give you something meaty at 5.05. I'm going to tell you what I think about what's happening in the markets from a libertarian perspective. I'm not going to tell you what stocks to buy or whatever, but I'm going to give you, in a nutshell, what I think about what's happening in the markets, uh, the market turmoil from this week. And at 5.30, I'm going to do a segment I've done before called Ask the Libertarian. And the lovely Krista DeBiaz from The Clark Howard Show is going to be here to help me with that. She's going to read off uh, questions that I have gotten, just rapid fire, and I'm just going to fire back the answers. But I will also take calls. I'll give priority to calls, so you can even think of it as Stump the Libertarian, you call. And I'll do my best to answer your questions rapid fire at 530. But one thing that I did get in one question for the Libertarian I got, actually, I am going to answer it. I'm going to answer the question at 5.30, but it inspired how I want to open the show, what I want to talk about first. I got a Facebook post. Hi, Monica. I am a fan. This is from someone whose handle is curmudgeon. So sounds like a negative person. He's accusing me of negativity. Uh, but it says, but he's got a point. Hi, Monica. I am a fan and listen to you whenever I can on Saturdays. Your topics are fascinating, but very scary. I generally leave your programs feeling pretty helpless in the time and tide that seems flowing against us. What can we as individuals do to stop or prepare for this overall move toward the American slash world oligarchy? And I am going to tell Kermudgeon and you at 530, I'm going to give my answer, which is a bit, it's, you don't have to leave your house to do what, I, what I'm going to tell you to do, but it's super challenging. It's, uh, so I'll probably surprise you with that. But I really want to address Kermudgeon's biggest, bigger problem, which is that I leave him feeling helpless and hopeless. And I hate that because I am really not uh, a hopeless person. I mean, I do worry. Like, I lose sleep at night because I think that they are really trying, for example, to take away our Second Amendment rights. But And I do leave, lose sleep over that. But generally, I look at history as one big struggle of people, mainly like at the top in government, trying to take away the rights and property of as many people as they can. I think it's just always been that way since the beginning of civilizations, or let's say since the beginning of uh, the state. So for me, I feel like obviously we still have to live our lives and hug our kids and and really enjoy the little things. And that is what gets me up in the morning. And I really am grateful for them. So I thought I would kind of end this my summer season here on the air on a high note and list off in order to give curmudgeon hope 10 things 
that I love about this country right now that I feel like are better than when I was a kid. So kind of the trend is looking up and also things that give me hope for the future so that the positive trend can continue. And I really do have a lot of hope for the future. And actually something that happened this week kind of was the tipping point for me. So I'm going to, that's going to be in my list of the 10 things that just uh, I'm grateful for that I think are better than when I was a kid. And I, I want you to tell me what I've left off this list. It's probably a lot of stuff on here that you wouldn't say and stuff that you would say that I don't have. So feel free to join the conversation, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. All right, I'm going to tell you my, uh, my least great thing, but it's still good to my most great thing. So number 10, I love this reliable cars like when i was a kid i could not get my car to start and when i I just about to get it to start it would totally flood the engine so i feel like that never happens anymore even not because i have much better cars but i think because everybody does plus we have cell phones and gps so you don't if you break down you can reach out for help or you don't get lost like you did it's just fantastic so I was, ru- I was running this list past my mother, who always is like, you have to talk about cheerful things. And I'm thinking, I say to her, you know, I'm trying to analyze issues for people so they can be aware of the things that we have to deal with. Just telling people about what's great doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't, sa- I-, I can't really add a lot of value there. But she was so funny when I was reading her my list, she had something negative to say about everything. She was like, it's no good that teenagers don't have to fix their cars anymore. It used to motivate them to get a job to make more money. They could fix, they knew how to fix things. So I guess there's a downside to everything, but I'm super grateful for a good, reliable car. My number nine is also car oriented, weirdly, Uber. I love Uber. Uber is where on your smartphone, you can have an app that'll get you in touch with people who are just driving around and will give you rides places. It's faster. It gives you information. It's a lot cheaper than taxis. And I think that it means that uh, the drunk driving is a thing of the past. Like our kids won't know uh, drunk driving as like a, a cause of death. And I thank God for that. And my mother, my mother's like, I do love that Uber. And I was like, ma, you don't even have a cell phone. Why are you like, you couldn't use Uber if you wanted to. It's like, I know, but I just love it. It's just great. So uh, everyone sees the value in that. Number eight, it's a technological advancement. You're going to think it's the internet, but it's not. It's the technology. They actually didn't even know it was what this expression meant, but this is what it means. It's the green revolution. I thought that was like an environmental thing. It's not. It's this... Uh, greatly increased yields of food production so that in the 60s and the 70s that we're talking about the population bomb and this Malthusian concept of like the population will get so great that we'll all starve to death and it'll be miserable. And that really is the underlying kind of scarcity uh, ideology of Marxism and stuff that like there isn't enough, like the pie is fixed, but that's really not true. And thanks to I think the most noteworthy person, Norman Borlaug, was a, a Nobel laureate who's, the, they say of him, he was the man who saved a billion lives because he increased crop yields. And people think, oh, well, he made that wheat that makes you fat. That's a rich man's problem. A lot of people don't have to starve because of this, and I love it. Uh, number seven, 
is access to information. It is the information age. It is uh, the internet, all that. I feel like I could, I know I could not do my job here on the radio show if I did not have that access to massive amounts of information. You can piece together like the true structure of power in the world today. I call it, or I've read it called the internet reformation. Like it opens people's eyes to what's really behind the powers. I love that. Number six, if you if you never listen to my show before do not judge me by number six and if you have you're going to be really surprised i don't even care but uh no more bad hair days i don't know if you remember like in the 80s everybody had frizzy hair and they came out with this like shampoo that changed everything but really more generally i just feel like it's easier to look good and it sounds totally frivolous but it's hard to like be confident and get out there and do your thing when you feel really bad about yourself. And I feel like if it's easy to just kind of put your best foot forward, that does amazing things for your self-esteem and what you can accomplish. And number five, this is kind of a, a hard one to articulate, but when I was growing up, my father was super religious and was really bothered by the the 60s revolution would say, you know, there's no way with this like failure in religion that you're ever going to have like somebody who won't cheat on you. You're going to get a divorce, blah, blah, blah. So I actually have a totally functional, happy nuclear family, which is not something I expected. And you don't need to have like, you know, this perfect, super perfect guy, just somebody you can trust. You don't have to have a ton of money, just do have to pay the bills. But it's not like it's an ideal situation. I always give a shout out to my son who has Down syndrome, but that brings out the best in people, brings out the best in families and communities. And it restores my faith that even though 50 years of real hardcore left thinking to try to, it looks to me, to try to undermine the nuclear family, it's just something that's very hard to stamp out. And it, uh, and I think it reflects a real element of human nature that, uh, I think the elites don't don't realize how powerful that is. Uh, number four for me, really personal, is the uh, uh, expanded economic opportunity. As the youngest of nine, uh, as a gal, I just didn't see, like my mom did not have economic opportunities. She had nine kids. And she was really said, you know, she were going to be an operator or a clerk until you got married. And that was it. And and it it diminishes your options it diminishes your abilities to get out there and uh and take care of yourself or have a safety position and i i dropped out of high school more or less i went to community college then i transferred to harvard on a full scholarship and i just feel like that is something that never would have been open to my mother or certainly she wouldn't even have begun to know how to access that and it really uh changed the opportunities for me and I, I think that that is something that, you know, this economic opportunity is really increasing, even if we do have these ups and downs of uh, the economy and the markets and stuff. Okay, so I am going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to get to my uh, last, my top three. And I also want to hear yours, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. What gives you hope for the future? This is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
It's an eight on the Mellish meter, 78 degrees outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And what we're talking about, I this is my last show, my regular time before football starts. And I kind of wanted to be positive and think about the things that I love about this country that I'm grateful for that give me hope for the future. I want to hear what you have to say, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I just got a tweet from Roger that says, uh, hashtag what gives me hope, that both the left with Bernie Sanders and the right with Donald Trump are fed up with government status quo. That's good. That is a sign of a political awakening. That is for sure. I am wrapping up my uh, my top 10 list here. Uh, I, I did the beginning of it. You can check out my podcast when I post it on Monday or Tuesday at Monica Perez, um, com on my website. And all my podcasts for the year, if you get a little Jones, you can look at listen to one that you haven't heard before. Uh, but so the number three thing, and it was funny because this is also on my mother's list, who's 86. She said, we both... Maybe it's not hope for the future, but I sure am happy to have air conditioning. It seems so frivolous, but if you grew up in Atlanta, I grew up in New York. My mother said if there was any breeze, you could look down the street in Brooklyn and see all the kids with their heads hanging out the window before there was air conditioning. It just changed, really changes your life. You can get a good night's sleep. But now we're going to get serious because my number two a week ago would have been my number one. And then something intervening happened that gave me real, real hope for the future. But my number two is the Ron Paul revolution. I love Ron Paul. That boy, does that give me hope for the future? Uh, it. I remember my dad, my father always, even though we we're from New York, he always supported this congressman from Texas. And I moved to Houston in uh, like 2005, I think, 2004. And I didn't even know who Ron Paul was. And by my father died in 2005, but by 2008, when Ron Paul was running for president, I mean, that he really ignited the brush fire, started the liberty movement, which is going strong. I think some of it's been a little bit hijacked by the mainstream, but you know who you are if you haven't. And if... Uh, if you too, I'm going to get to my number one, the thing that changed me from a pessimist to an optimist. And it just happened this last week. I really now have hope for this country. But you tell me what gives you hope or what's better than when you're a kid. Or if you just love the Ron Paul revolution also, or are, you know, you've liked this show because this libertarian show on WSB probably wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Ron Paul revolution. So if you love the show, on this last occasion, call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, and uh, I'll tell you coming up what is the one thing that gives me the most hope for the future. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Normally, Saturdays from 3 to 6. I am on till 6 tonight, but I get preempted by football during the season, so that's coming up. It's okay, though. I've got lots of podcasts teed up for you on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And I always keep the conversation going on Facebook and Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Right now, we're having a conversation. I really wanted to end on a high note, my summer season, and talk about the things that, because normally I talk about really scary stuff. And actually, I got a, a post from 
curmudgeon saying that my show leaves him feeling like helpless and hopeless. And uh, he actually just clarified with a nice tweet that said that actually you're showing be your show being on the air gives me hope. Because, and I think that that's a testament to the Ron Paul revolution, to the liberty movement that that it's now a pretty you know, mainstream thing. Uh, it appeals to a lot of people to have the libertarian thing. So I want to get your feedback. I'm going to give you my number one thing that gives me hope. But my number two thing, I rattled off a list of 10 things that give me hope for the future. My number two thing was the Ron Paul revolution. I mean, I saw that unfolding uh, 10 years ago. I, and I've always really been a libertarian philosophically. I didn't know who Ron Paul was. And now I actually have a t-shirt from that time that says, who is Ron Paul? Like, who is Ron, John Galt? Who is Ron Paul? But that T-shirt doesn't even make sense anymore. And I actually did. I went to a spoke at a rally in 2012 uh, in Marietta for Ron Paul. And the video of that is uh, on my website, monicapressure.com, in the about section. And it talks about kind of my awakening to the libertarian, you know, that there was a movement out there to Ron Paul. And I would love to know. I think that this would be a really fun kind of way to um, uh, wrap up this, the hour, is if you would call with your, if you had a Ron Paul moment, the moment that you realized, hey, this guy, I like this guy, or their liberty has a chance. So I'd love to hear that. I'll get to that. Um, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, if you can share your Ron Paul moment. Uh, but I also want to hear other, I had a, a funny list that doesn't really name every single thing that's really uh, hopeful or great or um, about the future. So I'm happy to hear from you what I left off. So you can also call with that 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I got some tweets. Uh, Jennifer said, Good list. It's positive. I agree that the simple things are the most important. Religious freedom, family opportunities, we still have a lot. Because it's easy to think that we don't because we're worried so much about this country. But the number one thing, this actually changed, you know, a a week ago, I, I was, my goal was... My life goal was to I, what I call keep the remnant alive. So I just thought there's like no hope for this country, but we can keep the ideas and the values and the virtues and the ethics and everything alive of liberty. Keep that fire smoldering, you know, like the way primitive people used to carry around the fire from one site to another in a little, you know, wrapped in a leaf or something like that's what I thought our job was here. And But something changed. This week I got an email from a listener uh, right after the show last week, and it was really interesting. It was a long email. It was compelling. It had a lot of great ideas and uh, information and analysis, and it was well-written. And But the guy said that he was a math major. And I thought, math major? Can write this well? That's amazing. So I wrote back to him, and I said, wow, you're a math major? Are you a graduate student? Because you write really well. And then he wrote back and he said, no, I'm 18. <laughs> I'm a, just like, I just started college. I'm like, whoa. So I, I'm thinking, 
you know, maybe this guy's a troll, you know, like a not real, like every once in a while, believe it or not, there are these trolls and they write to you, they kind of derail you, try to give you a little disinformation, but they're whatever, they're like propagandists. So I said, how could this kid know all this, be able to sift it out and write so well? So I wrote back to him, I said, are you a homeschooler? Like, it's the only thing I could think of that that would give this guy the time to get the information, to develop critical thinking, to learn how to write. And uh, I just thought if he was wasting all his time in school, I know maybe that's too cynical of me, but I thought if he's wasting all his time in school, where did he find the time to actually learn something? And he wrote back, ha ha, no, this is a quote, ha ha, no, I'm not homeschooled. I've attended public schools my entire life. I've educated myself and acclimated myself to stuff like this over the internet for the most part. There are more people like that than you think who are my age. And I realized, I know it is theoretically possible, like everybody knows it's uh, theoretically possible to, for the internet to change everything, but there's so much disinformation, and I really think the government gave us the internet, so, because they wanted us to self-register on Facebook or something, I don't know, it, it was a Department of Defense uh, invention, um, the internet, so... So, but it's a limited hangout. It has a downside for them, which is uh, information sharing and whatever. So they kind of bombard you with all sorts of disinformation to try to neutralize that threat. But when I read Corey's email, I thought this kid says, so what he's representing is that he gets all this information from the internet, but there's so much disinformation that he's actually developed a real ability to critically distinguish truth from falsehood he's developed critical analysis just through that practice and then uh uh he's had to communicate in writing all this time with with in that forum so he learned how to write he said he kind of taught himself how to write and and also uh making connections and communicating i mean he emailed me he found me now we exchange ideas and i'm thinking wow like, there is hope for the future for this, at least this generation. Maybe they'll figure out how to stamp that out. But it's quite, I mean, because my opinion is, if you look at the number one effort by the government, it's media manipulation, in my opinion. Or they, they care way, way, way more about what you think and how you think than anything else. Like, they even I was listening to some podcast about North Korea today, and the guy said, hey, even North Korea which is a total totalitarian dictatorship, the consent and buy-in of the people is really still the underlying force that holds up that system, that supports that government, that legitimizes it. And if they, if they, get, if they lose control of the ideas, they will lose control. And, and this makes me think that maybe there is really a, a chance of, a, of an awakening that... I don't know that we that that will actually change the direction of things. So, um, I I have that. Uh, that's like my number one thing. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk uh, are my numbers. So I want to know for you what what I have left off the list. But I'll give you some of the other things that I came up with, which was, or that other people in my, I, I kind of had like a contest of people to, to give me their list. So I talked to my mom, who's 86, and she had a pretty funny list, stuff that I never, ever would have thought about, but stuff that she liked better from when she was a kid, like ballpoint pens was something that I never would have thought of. She was like, she used to have inkwells at school. Um, 
But also one big thing for her was, well, she said, and I think a lot of people feel this way. She said, I, I, she's totally from Brooklyn. I believe in God. And he said, he's never going to leave you. He's just waiting for us to turn around and do the right thing. So she, she thinks that I'm like overly concerned with earthly matters, but I'll tell you the earthly things are the, are the things that I think we're here to take care of. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is our job. So I, I don't give up the fight in that way. I, another thing that my mom and I agreed on is uh, baseball. Baseball is just a great, you, I sit at my kids, like NYO or Little League, whatever you call it, 10 year olds, and I watch the dads with the sons, the people working together, the teamwork, the joy. And even though it's kind of boring, like I can't watch baseball on TV, I get such a uh, in, an inspiration from the idea that, that they're really accomplishing something, they're working together, it's very family-oriented, and my mother loves it because she just said it's, it's so to see these guys who wouldn't give you the time of day driving around in their Maseratis, having to wait their turn to hit a little ball with a little bat and they have to run the bases themselves. Nobody's going to do it for them. Uh, they just have to, they have to get it done. And it's not about getting a trophy just for showing up. It's about really getting it done. Um, but my, my, the best list that I got of I, a lot of people submitted their lists to me in my family uh, was my daughter. My daughter's 11. And uh, I think she's she's a real, true American. This was her list. It was uh, the 10 things I love about my country. The independence each American has, freedom, equality. <laughs> her number four is the new election, parentheses, can't wait for a change. She's 11. Uh, technology, modern education for advanced and under average students, <laughs> youth entrepreneurship. She is always bugging me for a better lemonade recipe for a lemonade stand. That is the truth. Uh, vehicles and ways to travel. My favorite co- cousin, Joey, who's sick but inspires me and gives me hope. Um, Treatments for serious and rare diseases. I thought that her list was great. My mother-in-law said the Berlin Wall coming down. That was a great one. So let me hear yours, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Johnny in Lawrenceville. Hi, Johnny. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to give you my Ron Paul moment, which won me over completely, and that is a YouTube video where Marcia McCallum ask him a ridiculous question about what some random person was claiming that he had had a homosexual relationship and it was completely just to deter him and discredit him and he just made her look foolish and then i spent the whole evening typing in ron paul destroys and just watching videos the entire night of him just pick people's arguments apart yeah unbelievable i mean he's so logical his reasoning is is Flawless. It's truth. That's the thing about him. He's just telling you the truth, and you're so not used to it I because know. the politicians never ever do it. They never think about just what's the answer and then tell you the answer. That's why they can't stump him. Exactly. And can I give you my reason for hope? Yes, give it. My reason for hope is that once you understand the system of communications and how the propaganda works, then you can transcend the barriers and the limitations that hold you back. That have, the people have spent their lives believing they can't do things. 
because of this system, but once you understand it, you truly are capable of doing absolutely anything. Wow, that's heavy. I, I have to, that folds into something that I discovered about education where uh, I, it was John Taylor Gatto, who's like a revolutionary thinker in education, kind of wants it to go back to classical, not modern. It's not progressive, it's revolutionary backwards, and he's right. He said that the senators and all those guys, like 80% of them, send their kids to these few little schools. And the difference between those schools and our schools is that last little element. It's, it's um, we all get grammar, we all get logic, but rhetoric we don't get. Exactly. We're not taught that. So we don't recognize when we're being manipulated. We have no ability to influence people because it's been taken out of our, the mainstream curriculum. Yes, yes. And the, the, the rhetoric is, is meant to bypass people's critical factor and trigger emotions and blind people to reason. So not having that rhetoric study um, is damaging to people. Yeah, and it's and it's no accident. They actually had a lot of plotting and planning around how to reshape our minds. They actually think about how to shape democracy, how to create a, a, a malleable voting public, and this is all part of it. So interesting. Thank you so much for the call, Johnny. Going to take a break then. At the top of the hour, I'm going to give you my two cents on what's happening in the financial markets. And then at 5.30, I've got lots and lots of Ask the Libertarian stuff teed up from Twitter, Facebook, emails, and uh, I expect some calls on that too. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The high today is 81 degrees with scattered thunderstorms. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And I am going to... Uh, recap for you what I thought were the 10 things that made me happy since when I was, uh, you know, things are getting better. I have all, you know, when I talk, uh, I, when I pick topics for the show, it's always stuff I want to like explain in a way that's different from what you're hearing on mainstream media, because I think they're there to bamboozle you just before the break. We got a call from Johnny saying, that it's you the internet can help open our eyes to how propaganda works because that's all you're getting from the mainstream so i try to open your eyes to that stuff but they're never giving you propaganda and then when you open your eyes to it like what's behind it is like even better news you know it's usually kind of negative so i'm trying not to uh be negative. I'm ending this this season before football season starts giving you my top 10. I won't uh um rattle off the whole thing, but I will say that the the few things that really stand out for me uh have been one like my ability to really earn a living. Like my father was a truck driver, my mother was you know, a, like a practical nurse. She had nine kids. We just didn't have much. We didn't even really appreciate the value of credentials. You know, I'm not even saying education. Everybody read books, but credentials are important. And I had economic opportunities that my mother never would have had. And so that was particularly noticeable when me and basically everybody else in my family dropped out of high school and some guidance counselor said, hey, go to the community college. I can get you into a school that's worthwhile. So I transferred from community college to Harvard. And it's funny because it just shows you how values are. My father was not happy. 
he thought I would come out a socialist. <laughs> but he should have known by then it was too late. There was absolutely no chance on earth I was ever going to come out a socialist. But that really made a difference. Uh, again, that tribute to my or comments on my dad. He always loved Ron Paul. I, I didn't even know who Ron Paul was when I moved to Houston in 2005, I think. But now he managed to spark a real uh, liberty movement, the Ron Paul revolution. And you got to watch it because it got so big and so powerful that parts of it got hijacked. So when you see libertarians pop up on the mainstream media, you got to watch out because I think just like the Tea Party, outside forces get so threatened that these grassroots movements are going to undermine the establishment that they will they'll co-opt them and and kind of hijack them a little bit so you got to watch out for that but the but ron paul and i've given it a lot of thought he is the real real deal but the number one thing for me was uh, an email i got from a guy a listener last week who he just uh he he was thoughtful and really understood things as, or at least was able to evaluate what he was hearing, the news, the mainstream media and everything, uh, you know, objectively. He wasn't like Johnny before the break said, um, you know, propagandized. He just didn't, he didn't just take mainstream media any with any more value than evidence-based stuff he found elsewhere. He could express himself. He reached out to me. It was so interesting. And then I discovered that he was only 18, and he said he basically taught himself all this stuff just by evaluating stuff on the internet and having to write to people, and that there are a lot of other people his age who are the same, who really can see through the baloney. And I wonder what the implications of this are for the future uh, of this country, because once the once the curtains pulled back and you see the brick wall that is the government, media, even academics. You have a serious uh, problem of how to control the people, and maybe you will get a real, uh, a real lasting, game-changing libertarian revolution. At the top of the hour, I'm going to tell you what I think about the economic scene and the turmoil in the markets. And at the bottom of the hour, 5:30, ask the libertarian. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.